All right, word explosion basically it's um, a fellowship and a depth of interaction with the word of God. Um, we just want to know more of God's word, we want to get into God's word more. It's strictly a fellowship with the word of God. Amen to Jesus. Amen. And our word explosion for um, this um, month of April it's um, tagged um, um, the word was made flesh praise God forevermore so we're going to be studying um, by the grace of God from the book of John John chapter 1 starting off from verse 1 it's going to be an interaction with the word of God like we said so we are not rushing anywhere we are not um, trying to keep up with the syllabus we are just flowing with the word of God and I believe that we're going to be learning quite a lot from word explosion now in doing this we are going to be getting into details by the help of the holy spirit um, we're going to be using various translations to get clarity the purpose of this is to get clarity praise god forevermore Hallelujah. and um, 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 um we're going to be using um a a, trans, a a bible translation which happens to be um, the new testament with um 26 translations wow that's wonderful and um, um, with this I believe we're going to get a broad spectrum of, um, of an understanding of God's word praise God forevermore Hallelujah. and now um, for, for purpose of understanding now this 26 translation um, the basis of this translation is the King James amen to Jesus amen. now so the King James version is the base for this work this 26 translation and it is the only translation which is quoted in its entirety so basically our basic um, um, translation we're using is the King James translation many of us know about the King James um, version. I am a King James boy. Amen to Jesus. I grew with the King James. I still love the King James. I still buy the King James. I'm still addicted to the King James. I have hard copy of the King James. Amen to Jesus. Um, so I, I love the King James I, 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 because I grew with it. Now other translations are included only when they differ significantly from the King James. So we are going to be looking at us put up other translations here. And they will be used when they um, have a significant difference from the King James. But if they don't have a significant difference from the King James, then you discover that will not bring them up. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Um, so um, sometimes only a few words of a given translation of a single passage require quotation. Why? Because that's the only, you know, um, place of difference with the King James. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But if there is no difference, then um, it, it will not be brought up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's one thing you, you note in this study we're going to be having. Praise God forevermore. Now, another thing I also want us to note is that um, um, the, 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 the reader uh, will observe that the translators at times differ sharply in their renderings of the same passage. Yeah, I believe some people must have had such a challenge. Say, um, I pick up this um, version and it, the, the, the rendering is kind of different. I pick up this version, the rendering is kind of different. No, it's not that the scriptures are contradicting each other. Are we together? We are going to know the reason for that. And um, often, this simply indicates a difference of opinion in their understanding of the meaning of the original text. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so usually, we, when um, translators um, translate, they, they translate based on their meaning of the original text. Now, even if you go to the original Greek, you discover that there are different Greek writers. We have Theia. I usually use Theia, but there are others. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they all translate based on their meanings of the original text. When you go to the Hebrew, you have brown there, um, um, he's also um, a translator, and you get what I'm saying? And these all translate based on your understanding. And you see, um, we don't we don't have clash with them because of their understanding, are we together? Uh, we are just to get the best out of it. Why is this so? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, sorry, 
verse um, 12 and then verse 9. Let's read it, please. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 says, For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And verse 9 says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Beautiful. That explains it all. We see through a dark glass. You know, this Apostle Paul speaking here. One of the great authorities in scriptures, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. He's speaking here and he's saying, we see through a dark glass. And we know in parts. So when translators translate on the basis of their dark glass, you don't fight them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You try to get the best. When they translate based on the path they know, you don't fight them. You try to get the best. And, and, and when we, and Apostle Paul also says, we prophesy in parts. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So that's one of the problems I have when I see that people are fighting over scripture. My brother, my sister, no matter what you know, it's still a dark glass you are seeing from. So long as we are still in this human frame, it says when that which is perfect is come. That means it says, and then it says when we go to be with him, we shall know what? In totality. So, so long as we are in this human flesh, we are limited by the dark glass of our human flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our human mind, the Holy Spirit releases everything to our spirit, but our human mind receives gradually. That's the reason why you may get an understanding to scriptures today. And another three years from now, the understanding broadens. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, because our reception is from the perspective of the dark glass. And that's why we are not to fight ourselves in the, in, in, in the church. Praise God forevermore. Our, past, our, our prophes, prophesying is what? In parts. We will never prophesy in full. We only prophesy in full when we go to be with the Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And let's look at another uh, verse of scripture. Proverbs 25 verse 2. And Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. You see that? Is the glory of God to do what? Conceal, conceal a thing. thing. You see, scriptures have been concealed by God and it is his glory. And that, that, that's why you can't just pick it up as a newspaper or an article and think that you can get the same out of it. No. Just as, you know, being inspired from God. Yeah. It can't be the same because yeah. it's, 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 it's a concealed article. Let exactly. me use that, that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so that's one thing we need to come to scriptures with. It's concealed. And, and um, God, why does God conceal it? conceal it? Because that's what makes him glorious. Yeah. That's what makes him glorious. Mm, it's the glory of God the to glory conceal, of God to conceal thing. the thing. That's what makes him glorious. He has concealed everything. Now, like somebody once said, he said, man does not invent anything. Man only discovers. Mm. What does it mean to discover? This means to own. To neg- this is negative. So to discover means it was covered, and you now do what? Uncover it. Says the glory of God to conceal a thing, and the honor of kings to do what? Search it out. So the more we search, what happens? We attain kingship. The Bible says you are kings and priests. And you get what I'm saying? So some of the time we just like to pick this scripture. We are kings and priests. You know, it's not something you get excited about. It's something you work to become your reality. To manifest kingship means to what? To search out scriptures. Search out scriptures. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So we understand this. Amen to you. So they, 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 they all, um, the difference in opinion is their understanding of the meaning of the original text. And we don't fight them for that. Praise God forevermore. We appreciate the work they have done. Are we together? Amen. And we build on it. Amen.
In other cases, however, a difference may be accounted for by the fact that the translators were not rendering the same text. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. So when they are not rendering the same text, amen, when they are not translating the same text, then there could be a little, you know, let me use the word, um, variance, but it doesn't mean a discrepancy. For example, Monsignor Ronald Knox, some of us would have heard about the Knox translation. It's a beautiful translation. Monsignor Ronald Knox version um, is based on the Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate. Latin Vulgate is kind of the vernacular Latin. I know the Bible was um, was was uh, was um, basically the, the Jesus spoke Aramaic, uh, which is vernacular Greek, so that it, his listeners could listen to him. Um, the, the, the apostles spoke Greek. Um, sorry, um, um, uh, Aramaic is vernacular Hebrew. Amen to Jesus. So his his listeners could understand him perfectly, and the the disciples were all Greek. They were all Jews. So they either spoke Hebrew or they spoke what? Aramaic also. Are we together? For somebody like Peter who was an illiterate, should have expected that he was speaking Aramaic. Is that not so? Praise God forevermore. Yeah, because he was an illiterate. Praise the Lord. Alright. So now, um, 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 Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament basically Aramaic Hebrew, but had his first translation into Greek. Amen to Jesus. And then next was Latin. And then King James came from Latin. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now John Knox went took from latin and you get what i'm saying which was a beautiful place to translate from and then also um george n lamsa translated the aramaic text so straight from aramaic lamsa took are you get what i'm saying now you can see the, the, where they translated from now all other versions are based on greek text you see that okay now but at times the greek manuscript themselves show significant variations that's why you see um the, the most reliable remains the Aramaic. Are we together? Yeah, the Aramaic, the Hebrew. Are we together? Yeah. They are kind of they are, they are the most reliable. Now, but you see, everybody translated based on the material he had available to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for these ones to do their translations, we must give them kudos. Exactly. We must. <laughs> you see, they, they actually lived translating. Um, the likes of uh, uh, Martin Luther translated um, a Latin into English and the other lived his life translating. translating imagine translating how many books and you have to be scholarly to do this work because you have to check and cross-check you have to know what they call um, um, translation errors and avoid them for example one word may mean two different things let me give an example in my language Igbo language the word okun it means fire and it also means light but it it is used in different contexts so now for you to translate perfectly you have to know the context in which oku is used so you can use it rightly exactly so this was the tedious work these men did and we owe it to them we give them kudos for the great work they did they did not some of them they didn't have the pleasure of shouting and preaching like we shout and preach today some of them didn't have the pleasure of even you know doing the miraculous like we do today what i'm talking about the likes of weekly the likes of tindale these men they didn't have the pleasure of let me use the word getting the benefits of let me call ministry that we do today their life was sold out to what getting these scriptures available to us so we would be doing ourselves a disfavor to fight the great job they have done it is the spirit of harm that does that we are meant to appreciate what they have done are we together and make the best of it now 
in looking at this situation of you know they translating based on the materials they had available to them where this is so each translator must decide for himself which reading is nearest the original praise god forevermore now henry halford henry alford said this he said a translator of holy scripture must be absolutely colorless you must have when you mean the word colorless it means you must have a plain have a plain conscience no, that means what? a transparent um mind i call it the umbrella sorry they call it the umbrella mind an open mind are we together yeah. and he says he must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text it's not about i like this translation i like no you must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text and the plainest proof of doctrine if the words are not those of which he is constrained in his conscience to receive as God's testimony. I get what I'm saying. So now, you must come with an open mind, a plain mind, depending on the Holy Spirit to get what is right. That is why some of the time when I'm preparing the thing, some of the time I already have a preconceived notion or a preconceived idea before I go into preparation. And I begin to search scriptures and begin to compare and i see that what i thought of is not what scriptures is saying especially especially when the, the verse comes to you without you actually having a good grasp of the context exactly or in which the verse was used and then by the time you come in and you find out that oh the context i actually want to use this verse is not going to fit in it's yeah. not going to it be a misplaced you know um use of scripture to be a con, con yeah. out so, of context so it's at that time you are going to have a fight to yeah. either submit to the holy spirit's yeah. interpretation or you know your your emotions or your ha. okay so whenever i come to that place i always submit to the holy spirit i drop and i dump and i instantly threw away my preconceived you know no um idea or ideology it happened to me i was preparing the teaching and i saw it and i saw i'd already written and written and when i went i'd already written and when I went to the verse of scripture, I saw that, man, this thing is not it. You know what? That teaching, how many years ago that teaching has not been completed today? <laughs> because I won't, I won't play down on the work of the Holy Spirit because I want to prepare what may sound exciting to people. That remains my basis of scriptures. And I believe that should be our basis of scripture. If we do this, we would appreciate the work done by those before us and then depend on the Holy Spirit to get broader and better understanding on the work that they have done. Why must we do this? Because we all see in a dark glass. We know in parts. We prophesy in parts. Let's make the most of the parts we have. Let's make the most of the dark glass we can see so that when we get there, we'll be glad that at least we made the most of what we have and we'll get the perfect understanding. That is the basis of, you know, what is pushing this month. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. We give God thanks and praise for another uh, episode of Word Explosion. Yes. We thank God for His grace and mercy that has sustained us and has helped us. This is the seventh episode that we give God thanks. We've been on John chapter 1 and um, we thank God for how far He has helped us. Yes. We trust the Holy Spirit for greater insight and revelation today again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Now we're on verse 5 and we're looking at the second 
um, part of verse 5. We stopped at the second part of verse 5. I'm just going to be concluding that today by the help of the Holy Spirit. Trust, um, we're able to wrap it up today. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Says The King James says, And the darkness comprehended it not. You know, we've been using um, various translations that render something slightly, um, by words, explanation, different, but mean the same thing with what the King James says. Because when we look at them, what the, the, the use of grammar, it may, it may sound um, a little different, but it portrays the same um, information. Amen. And um, the purpose of it is for us to get a broader view of um, these scriptures um, using other translations. All right. And um, it's, uh, the, we were we able to look at the um, ASV. Amen to Jesus the last time. ASV. And today we're going to be looking at the RUSV. We're going to be starting off from the RUSV. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And we looked at the K- KJV and the ASV the last time. We're going to be starting off from the RUSV today. And we trust the Lord to help us to conclude this um, uh, particular um, part, if not to continue. Amen to Jesus. Alright, the RSV says, has not overcome it. I like that. Has not overcome it. Has not overcome it. Wow, 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 wow. You know, when you hear the word overcome, it brings conquest into this picture. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, this means that despite the numerous attempts of darkness for long to overcome the light of Christ, it has not and cannot overcome it. Are we together? Now, these attempts have been long and they've been much. For um, those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus, there have been various attempts by darkness. Um, we have seen by the number, but you know, it cannot, it will not, it has not, it can never overcome it. Praise God forevermore. Now, the Miramex Additionary defines overcome as number one, to defeat someone or something. Amen. Number two, it means to successfully deal with or gain control of something. Amen. Amen. And then it means to affect someone or something very strongly or severely. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. So when we say that the darkness has not and it cannot um, 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 overcome it, we, we are meaning this is what the darkness has been trying to do to um, the light. And you know what? It has actually been the other way around. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's the light that has actually and will continuously um, overcome the darkness. Praise God forevermore. I know the funny thing is that the darkness keeps attempting. It keeps attempting. It keeps, I know what somebody says something. He said, um, if anything you think of the, the, uh, of the devil, never think of him as a coward. Um, he is never a coward. He keeps attempting. You see, when he was tempting Jesus, what did he do? He, he, he did the first temptation. Jesus defeated him by the written word. He came again the second time. Jesus defeated him by the written word. He came the third time. Jesus defeated him by the written word. And then the Bible says he left Jesus for a while, not forever. Because he came back. I'm going to be seeing how he came back again. You see, one of the problems Christians have is that they are looking for a, a life where the devil is going to leave them forever. That that's never going to happen. So long as you're on this earth, praise God forevermore. He's never going to leave you forever. He's going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. He knows he has been defeated, but he keeps trying to see if you know who you are, if you know your right and you know your authority in Christ, and if you know that you have been, he has been overcome by Jesus for you. Amen. If you don't know that, man, come on, he takes advantage of your ignorance. Praise God forevermore. And that's why I always have a problem with businessmen who capitalize and take advantage of the ignorance of people um, that is the devil's business strategy are you get what i'm saying in fact people who take advantage of the weakness and the ignorance 
and the frailness of people to make gains, they are practicing what is called the devil's business strategy. Praise God. Whether you like it or not, whether you accept it or not, you may have your view, but that's what you are doing. You don't need to take advantage of somebody to succeed. You don't need to take advantage of somebody's ignorance to succeed. You can, you can even succeed better with the knowledge of somebody. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And that's when actually you actually um, offer a service to the person and the person is happy at the end of the day. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. So now it means that um, um, the darkness has not and cannot and will never be able to what, defeat the light. Um, this darkness has and forever failed at doing. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Darkness has tried to defeat light. It has worked to defeat light. He has worked <laughs> round the clock to defeat light. Tirelessly. Tirelessly to defeat light, but he will forever fail at doing this. Praise Amen. God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, and you know when this happened, he, 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 he started fighting to defeat light right from when the God the Father gave the promise of the Messiah Redeemer to it to um, in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis 3 verse 15, Genesis 3 verse 15, that was when darkness, that was when the devil, and that was when darkness started off, you know, fighting to defeat light. It was through the cause that God gave the promise of the entire mm. Genesis 3 verse 15. Genesis 3 verse 15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, yeah. and between thy seed and, thy, and her seed, yeah. it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his head. Beautiful. You can see there's a bruise, bruise. Yeah, the Bruce Bruce here t- speaks of what conquest. Yeah. Conquest. You bruise his, he bruise your head. You bruise his head. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a conquest, and that shows that is where the darkness. That's where the devil started up his fight. From the, when God gave that curse to the devil, when he was actually walking through the serpent, and actually and um gave it a promise also. It was a promise inside the course. That was a promise of the Messiah Redeemer. That was, it was actually not even given to the world. It was given to the devil. Yeah. You know the point, it was not even given to the church. It was given to the devil. Yeah. That's why it hurts him the most. Had it been that God gave the promise of the Messiah Redeemer to the church, it would have been a little better for the devil. Let me use the word like that. If you had given to the world, that would be a little better for the devil. But now it was a direct promise to him. Not a threat. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. God does not, will not, and can never give threats. Mm. Like you hear people when they ask when you give, when you say something that you're going to do to them, they tell you is that a threat or a promise? Are you get what I'm saying? Uh, God cannot, will not, and will never give threats. He gives promises, <laughs> and he's faithful to his promise. When he gave darkness that promise, darkness knew that there was trouble <laughs> because he knew who he was dealing with here. He's a God that does before he speaks. Mm. Are you get what I'm saying? So he knew that he was dealing with trouble here. He knew that he was dealing with destruction here. And so he began the fight. And you can see how he began the fight. He, he made the first seed of, the, of Eve become what? A mother. Cain. You see that? So that the seed of the woman will not bruise his head. But watch it here. God did not say the seed of the um, um, a man. He said the seed of the woman. When you go into um, the Hebrew, you discover that. The word seed there actually means an uh, a, 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 a child. Are we together? Yeah. It means a, a child. And um, without the man, the woman cannot get a child. Yeah. When he talks about the seed of the woman there, speak, if you go for that, it means an offspring also. Praise the Lord forevermore. And without the man, the woman cannot get the child. The man is actually what gives the seed. 
Um, the Bible says, in, uh, says we are born of an incorruptible seed. The seed there is the word sperma. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's where the word uh, spermatozoa comes from in the Greek. Are you getting what I'm saying? This Greek word sperma, where the word spermatozoa comes from. So it's a man that has the seed and he deposits it in the woman. The woman does not actually have the seed. She receives the seed and then she produces the seed. When she produces the seed, it's, because, it's now called an offspring. That is where it becomes the seed of the woman. But without the seed of the man, it cannot be what? The seed of the woman. And so the devil got it all confused here. Actually, what we know is the seed of a man. How then is the father saying the seed of a woman? So in his confusion, he said, okay, I am not going to fool man. He said, that's, the, that's one of the things about the devil that some of the time human beings have to learn. No matter how confused the devil is, he keeps making attempts. But you know, some of the times as Christians, because we just, we don't understand situations, we don't make any attempt. That's why we're always told, when you don't know what to do, pray, pray. You cannot say, because I don't know what to do, I will do nothing. When the devil does not know what to do, he does something. But we, when we don't know what to do, we cry. We murmur, like the children of Israel who were <laughs> facing the resi and they split into four groups and they were complaining, confusing and murmuring. When we don't know what to do, we confuse ourselves more, we murmur, we cry, we complain. But when the devil does not know what to do, he makes attempts. That is why I train of God, when we don't know what to do, what we have to do is to pray. Prayer is the greatest attempt that would always produce results. The devil makes attempts. Why should you not make attempts? He knew that there was a confusion here, the seed of a woman. But what did he do? He didn't stop. He kept making attempts. He, he, he made the first seed of, 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 of the woman he saw. The first offspring of the woman he saw become a murderer. And what do you call it? Um, Cain. Are you getting what I'm saying? The next thing, because he said, okay, maybe it might be from Eve. Then he attacked it. The next thing he did was what? He, this, the, the sons of God came to sleep with the daughters of men and they produced giant nephilims. He was just trying to mess up, you know what I'm saying? Seeds. And then, what did we see next? We saw um, 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 Sarah. We saw Sarah. She couldn't conceive. He was happy. Are you getting it? And then when she conceived and gave birth to Isaac, Isaac came and messed up his soul. You see that? We saw him, he just, he just kept on coming up, kept on coming up, kept on coming up. He saw um, Jacob came, gave birth to his own 12, Reuben, the first. He messed up Reuben. Why? He keeps making attempt. Because just because of that promise, he kept making what? Attempt. Are we together? Yes. Amen. Amen. So that promise was, he didn't forget it. He wouldn't forget it. And then, when Jesus was about to be born, now, it was then he realized what the seed of the woman means. The angel came and told Mary, we shall, conceive, uh, shall, shall conceive and bear a child. Say, how can this be not a man? Say, that the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you, and that holy thing which you shall born shall be conceived of the Holy Spirit. Now, the devil comes and sees that the jackpot, the, the, the checkmate is done. Mary is pregnant, but with no man. Who? Is then he realized who and what the seed of the woman is. She is to carry, bring out the offspring, but it will not be from the seed of a man. And then what did he do? He went and instigated Joseph. Joseph said, he thought, when he knew that she was pregnant, he thought to put her away privately. But according to Jewish laws, it is impossible for him to put her. Though, yes, he had already been betrothed to her. She was to be his wife. You pay the betrothal fee, and then you stay one year before you finally marry. He was already seen as, um, she was already seen as his wife. There's no way he can put her because if he puts her out, it becomes a public thing. There's no way he would have done it pri- pri- privately. 
In that one year, the woman and the man are not meant to meet with each other. And it's not expected for the woman to be pregnant. Now, how did she get pregnant? It now becomes an issue. And the penalty for um, 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 infidelity and sexual immorality in the ancient Jewish tradition was what? Stoning to death. So, if you put her out, whether privately, it becomes publicly. And then she's stoned to death. When she's stoned to death, what happens? Both her and the baby, they die. That was the next plan he had to abort, to kill Jesus in the womb. Well thought out plan. But at the end of the day, God, who is always ahead of you, spoiled and foils the plan. So you can see that he has always been thinking of how to what? Defeat the light. This is just a little history of all, how, 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 we, how we worked from Genesis when the promise was given to him to Jesus. He has always had a total plan how to defeat light. Yet, he has always filled and will continue to feel like it. Praise God forevermore. And the next uh, meaning here is um, overcome. The mere meaning is to uh, affect. That means the, the darkness has not and cannot and will never be able to affect the light strongly. Are we together? Yes. It cannot affect the light what? Strongly, it cannot affect your life strongly. You see, um, um, this the darkness did by instigating the crucifixion and passion of Christ. Are we together? Yeah. He did it. He saw he wanted to affect Christ greatly. Yeah. Put a strong pain on Christ. Yeah. You see, um, the passion of Christ um, it started from Gethsemane, and um, even in Gethsemane, that the the, 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 the the darkness was there. Darkness was there, and then he went on to when um, Judas betrayed him. You see, the betrayal of Judas was so painful because you see, Jesus said, "Even my close friends, my own." The, 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 the psalmist said it in the in the in the, in the psalm of, for the Messiah. Say, "My own friend, my own my close friend, who was actually closer than ever to me, who I ate with, and we walked to the sanctuary, together. and we walked to the sanctuary together, has lifted up his heel against against me." You see, that betrayal was actually the peak of his pain before the beating. Are you get what I'm saying? That betrayal was a pain that cannot be... You see, betrayal is a pain that we cannot explain. You get what I'm saying? He started off... That was his first emotional blow on the light. First, that blow was not an ordinary blow. It was a heavy emotional blow. Now, if you have been betrayed before, it gives you a little, you know... Yeah. Little idea, little, it gives you a little, you know, sense into how the pain of betrayal feels like. You know, when you've actually uh, confided in somebody, or you've worked with somebody, you have spent all your life. So, the person in quotes ought to know your weakness and your, your strengths. You know, he knows your in and out because Judas worked with Jesus for so long, yeah. You know, they spent time together. He knew where Jesus lays his head, and you know where he decides to uh, maybe go go for a sidewalk and rest. He knew everything, almost everything about you know the Jesus they knew on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so such kind of betrayal, um, when somebody knows your weakness, so when when somebody when when you tell somebody this is this is what can that means what hurts me, mm. and the person. For reasons whatever, now uses that to hurt you. Now that's... I mean, you know, at the at the table, at the Holy Communion table, he told he told them that in the Passover table, excuse me, he told them that he was uh, uh, he 
kind of you know it's time for me to go yeah, you know I'm, I'm just paraphrasing it's time for it's my end has come mm. it's time for me to go but one of you will betray me mm. you know yeah. um whoever i give this call you know whoever i put this bread in, in okay in soup and, give, and give to him is the one that is going to and even with that uh, preface or you know introduction yeah. he still went ahead to do it so yeah. you see when such betrayers come betrayers that actually give you signs betrayers that actually tell you whatever happens i'm still going to betray you because judas's action was forget it even if you have prediction and discernment and you know every as for this one day i'm still going to it's painful and uh, it takes God to forgive such betrayers yeah. and most of the times people that even have been betrayed in that manner um, they they just finally some of the times live their life not being not exposing themselves again yeah they, they see that they are no longer intimate they could relate but they are not intimate because the biggest betrayal is when you tell somebody this thing is what can hurt me. I, I think I've, I've, um, I've heard stories of people when, you know, you say, people say they tell them this is what can hurt me, and then it comes to hurt the person in that way. It's a great picture. Um, Samson and Delilah was under that situation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, so they, 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 it began from even the betrayer. It was, the devil wanted to affect Jesus greatly, emotionally and otherwise. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. He, 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 with that betrayal, he believed that, come on, this Jesus, if I hit him this hard, I'm going to win him at this. You get what I'm saying? But yet, he couldn't win him. Now, we went to, uh, when they arrested him, beating him, and asking him, is that all emotional and physical pains, torture, duress, to just make him, no, I'm not going to do this work again. And then the scourging. And then the cross, all emotional, physical, physical, psychological pains to affect him greatly. If you go into um, um, when they torture people, that that what they are trying to do, they are just trying to plus affect the person so much that the person gets to give up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and that's what he did to Jesus. But you know, um, Jesus. You know, never give up the light, never give up. Praise God forevermore. Mm-hmm. I relate to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, so when, when he was affecting Jesus, what was happening was that he was actually bruising the heel of Jesus. Remember Genesis chapter three, verse says, "And he shall bruise, he shall, he shall bruise the head, and I shall bruise his heel." So there was going to be bruise for bruise. You see, um, when God does His things, He likes fair play. He likes fair play. Why? Because He doesn't want anybody to say He's not a God of justice. It likes um, when we when we're young. There was this um, um, actor who, when he's fighting, nobody nobody beats him, you know. And we act, we actually didn't like this when we fighting. Now you get what I'm saying? But there's another actor who beat him and 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 beat him. Then before you know, he now manages to do one, two, three, four stunts and he defeats the alien. You get what I'm saying? Um, that's you know, it, it, that's the show, that's a show of how life operates. Are you get what I'm saying? Most of the times, we just want to see a life that you are not going to be, your, your heel is not going to be bruised. It doesn't happen. Even God allowed His Almighty, His Almighty, He still allowed Himself to be affected by the actions. You know what I'm saying? He allowed Himself to be bruised. But the beautiful thing that it was His heel. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, 
at the end of the day, the same heel that was bruised was what bruised the head of the serpent. Are you get what I'm saying? So now that's that that means when the heel was being nailed, are you get what I'm saying? When his neck leg was being nailed, under that feet that was resting on the cross was the head of darkness of the devil. So the nail was passing through his feet straight into the head. Mm. Hallelujah. And you know the devil didn't understand what was going on. Praise God forevermore. So so um um uh, ma'am, the, the end of it all was the light and the light overcame darkness in the cross. That was the end. You see, that's a beautiful end. John chapter 19 verse 30 you see that there you see you overcame you overcame but there was still a bruising there was a bruising some of us john 13 john 19, 19 verse 30. john 19 verse 30. john 19 verse 30 says when jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost beautiful so that's where he did it all that was where his heel bruised the head of the serpent i get what i'm saying now so sometimes when we look at the way god does this thing you know sometimes you look at it and you look like i'm going through challenges i'm going through afflictions and you're like why but god is god god is almighty why can he not just remove me from this why can he just make me be the life where there'll be no challenges my brother jesus says and he said a servant not be greater than his master if your master was persecuted he persecuted now if he was his he was bruised and then he his same heel bruised the head of the serpent that means our heel will bruise too but with that same heel will bruise the head of the serpent amen the bible says um there's never come a temptation that has not come unto man but the lord from the same temptation we what make a way of escape i'm paraphrasing that means the temptation is the bruising of the heel but with that same temptation does God still what bruise the head of the serpent so we must begin to see this in the light that God sees that, that, that God sees it are you get what I'm saying the darkness can never affect the light strongly it can affect the light too but not strongly <laughs> imagine all he did from Judas to looking at through the passion he felt he had given a strong blow and you know, the crucifixion was the hardest blow the darkness had. That was the hardest blow darkness had. There was no other blow harder than that. He gave his all, he gave his best. And at the end of the day, it was only just a little effect he had. The heel. <laughs> the heel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now imagine how frustrated he felt when he saw Jesus come and say, the Lord of the everlasting God, the King of glory come. Like, so with all, my, with all I gave, with all the shots I gave, you mean truly, as the father said, it was just in your heel that he touched. So I couldn't even go past your heel to even your ankle. I is that how wasteful my efforts are? That's how wasteful the efforts of the enemy is. That's how wasteful the efforts of darkness is. We must brace up to this. See, as missionaries, we have seen darkness try to affect us. Affect us what strongly. Affect the light of God in us strongly. I've seen it over and over. I've seen it. But you see, let me tell you one thing. He can affect, but he cannot affect strongly. The best is the, with his best and greatest and mightiest, whatever, whichever phrase can I begin, shot. 
it can only work bruise the heel and this is the understanding we must have it keeps us in control so i think this brings us to when hebrew says for the uh, for the um glory that was ahead of, ahead him. of him he endured the cross despising the shame despising the shame jesus was looking at the bruising of the head yeah, 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 yeah. So he was despising the bruising of the heel. Exactly. And so as believers, we should also be, whatsoever situation, like you said, the same temptation, where the devil is, you know, is plotting, where darkness is plotting, that this will be your end. Mm. If you if you look with the, through the right lenses, mm. you will find yourself, you know, being victorious through the same temptation. Through the same temptation. So the same situation that would, you know, want to cause you to be looking at Bruce Hill, mm. use it against him and bruise his head at the end. Bruise his head. Crush it. Crush it. Crush it because there's a glory ahead. Crush just, it. Just look at the glory ahead. Crush it. That head is what we should aim. Aim the head. Ignore the pain of the heel. Ignore. You see, no matter how big a snake is, no matter how big a snake is, once you behead it, it's all over. Mm. Once you can successfully behead, beat an anaconda, mm. Once you can successfully cut off the head, bruise the head, either cutting it off or crushing it, there's nothing you can do. So, bruise the head, bruise the head. And I tell you, one thing we must remember is that it affects our heel, mm. but not what strong joy. That's why what God is our light afflictions, mm. which are for a moment cannot be compared to the weight of glory that lies ahead of us. So, they are still called light afflictions. The devil that is mightiest and greatest short only gives us light afflictions. Mm -hmm. They are still light. They are still light. It's just the bruising of the heel. And we must live with this reality. We must live with it because it's going to help us a great deal. Praise God forevermore. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And then it also means that um, he could not overcome. It means he could not um, successfully deal with or gain control of, you know, something difficult. That means he could not successfully deal with or gain control of the light. This makes us understand that, number one, the light is difficult. Extremely difficult. He couldn't deal with the light. He couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. See, he tried his best. Darkness tries its best to deal with the light, and it keeps trying its best to deal with the light. Are you get what I'm saying? But it cannot successfully deal with the light. Are you get what I'm saying? Like, it cannot successfully deal with the light. It, it, it gives, it, it, it gives threats of dealing with the light, but it cannot. It gives threats. The best the devil does is to give threats. God gives promises. And he doesn't even deliver on some of his, many of his threats. The only threat he will deliver on is the one that, is the one that you, you don't know your, your place in Christ. Once you know your place in Christ, the devil cannot deliver on any of his threats to you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So he has tried and he continuously tries to successfully deal with light. But he has faithfully dealt with light. He can't deal with light. Praise God forevermore. And then he tried to control, to, to, to be in control of and to take control and gain control of light. But now it is difficult. And not just really difficult, it's impossible. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, darkness did this first through the Pharisees and scribes. Why Jesus um, walked the face of the earth, you see, but he failed. You saw the Pharisees and scribes, they were always in his meetings. They were always, they were always in his gathering. They were always in his um, um, seminars, symposiums, crusades, 
um, church services, they were always there. Why are they always looking for cases against him? Or when he told the man, the paralytic, he said, um, your sins are forgiven thee. And he, he, he heard, he, he, he perceived what they were murmuring about. He said, yeah. And he told them, he said, which one is easier to say, rise up, take up your bed and walk, or to say your sins are forgiven thee? Um, if you even look at the syllabus, he said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. It's even longer. <laughs> That yes, your sins are forgiven you. In our sense, but just to let you know that the Son of Man has the power to forgive sins. And that's why I tell him, okay, now rise up, take us to bed and walk. He always knew what was in their mind. They always looked for a way to control him. Um, then the other time, when he was with the, with, uh, with, um, 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 the task collector, he said, ah, why will a, a, a acclaimed righteous man, a, 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 a holy man, be eating with sinners? And why they were murmuring, why they were saying it in their mind? He told them, he said, I did not come for the for the well i came for those who are sick they always try to control his ministry and then they came and they asked him um okay a woman who a man married a woman and then the man died he had six other brothers and each of them married her and they all died so when they get to heaven who will marry her and jesus was like this you have a problem you have a problem of control you want to be in charge of me i tell him don't you know that in heaven there is no marriage that solved the whole matter. And they came with the issue of divorce. And he said, Moses allowed you divorce for the hardness of your heart. He said, but you know, but, but for um for, for but for fornication, you know, a man for the beginning to know for fornication, a man is not meant to, you know, divorce his wife. And then he always had an answer to them, but the issue was that they always wanted to control his ministry. Oh, why will your your your, your disciples be eating? Why the disciples of John the Baptist are fasting? Always wanted, you see, the control freak thing is darkness. Control, manipulation is a kind of control too. Thinking to dominate people is a kind of control. You see, over the years, as I've worked in my, with the Lord in the ministry, some people have a problem with me because they notice that I don't know how to control people. I don't know how to control people. I believe in a line to be themselves and to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I can't control you. I will not control you. I will tell you A, B, C. If you accept it, that's good for you. If you don't accept it, I pray the Lord help you to, to know what is right. You understand what I'm saying? When you start seeking to control people, you are beginning to walk in darkness. It's darkness that likes to control. Even God does not control. Bible says in, 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 in Genesis chapter 11, it says, My spirit shall no longer strive with man, for his but what? Dust. God does not strive. He doesn't control. God leads, but he doesn't control. True leadership is not control. True leadership is influence. I influence you with my good attributes. And you now choose to follow me because of the good attributes you see in me. I've always told people over the years, I don't believe in controlling people. You know, even um, next to asking the disaster, I don't believe in sweet stuff. I, 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 I never believed in it. I don't believe in it. I just reveal my true self. And if you are fine with my true self, fine. If you are not fine with my true self, you can go to the next door. Same way I lead in, um, in, in, in ministry, in church. I reveal my true self. And if you are not fine with the way I, I lead, if you are not fine with the way I teach, Please, I was not sent to everybody. <laughs> I was sent to the people. The people that are fine with it will do it. This desire to control is darkness desire. It's a dark desire. And you see, that's what you see in the world today. The world is control-oriented. They want to control you with different things. With your devices, they want to control you. They want to control you with different, me- different mechanisms. And it's a dark desire. Is a desire of darkness. Amen to Jesus. And so the fact the devil always wanted to control or be in control of light. He did it to the scribes and Pharisees. And um, they saw him uh, healed somebody whose hand was 
Jesus healed somebody whose hand was withered on the Sabbath day. And they said, Ah, oh, why were you healed on the Sabbath day? Always wanted to control. And they said, Ah, if all of you here, if you have a sheep that it gets missing on the Sabbath day, will you say because it's Sabbath day, allow the sheep get missing and die? Will you not go and look for it on Sabbath day? Why ask that question? Because in the Sabbath, you are not meant to do any survival work. There's a number of kilometers, a number of places you are not meant to walk beyond. If you walk beyond that number of places, according to the Sabbath rule, you have what? Broken the rule. If your sheep gets missing, you will walk past that. <laughs> you walk past that, that number of places to set for the peace. And that means you have broken the rule. And then he tells them, we not do that. And they were looking at him. As my people say, they were looking at him, boy. I'm looking at him, boys. He just to tell you, I'm just trying to tell you that I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. You want to control me with laws? You want to control me with different things? And any any desire to control, whether it is by religion, whether it is by, it is by science, whether it is by ideologies, whether it is by philosophies, every desire through any channel to control is a dark desire. Is a desire of darkness. I say. One of the things I hate the most is control freaks. I hate control freaks. I don't like doing anything with control freaks. As a man, you don't control your wife. As a woman, you don't control your husband. Nobody's meant to control anybody. Control is what we give to lesser beings, lesser creatures, the birds of the air, the fishes of the sea, and everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Dominion and subdue. God gave it to us to give it to those lesser ones. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. The blessing. To give it to lesser creatures. Not for us to give to ourselves. Are we together? So they tried to, uh, darkness tried to control the light through the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees. It didn't work. Are you getting what I'm saying? It failed. Now the next was with what? Was with Saul. Are you getting what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, Saul got converted. <laughs> So darkness also lost control. If you look, look at Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through 20. I think we'll read through to, the, to verse 6. Let's just read to verse 6. So we can just have a little hint of the story. Uh, Acts 9. It's a popular story of Saul. Verse 1. Let's go to verse 6. Although it, the rendering is to verse 20. We always get the whole picture. But let's go to verse 6. Okay, it says, And Saul yet breathing out threatens and st- slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to the Damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of this way whether they were men or women he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem verse 3 says and as he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven verse 4 and he fell to the to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And verse 5 says, And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And verse 6, And he, he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Beautiful. You see, that was the next control measure that um, darkness tried to use on light. Saul was breathing threats on the Christians. Mm-hmm. He would take his two letters, them. slaughtering them. Holy, go to Damascus, hold them, tie them like animals, bring them, try them, slaughter them, or killing them. He held the, the clothes of those who stoned uh, Stephen to death. 
just to control the increase of the light. Are you get what I'm saying? Mm. Control measures. There are different control measures that the devil has put on against light. But see what happened to source matter. It mm. became converted and became a major to use toward expand the light. Here, the devil lost control again. Are you get what I'm saying? He lost control again. Praise God forevermore. So darkness lost control again and to continue to lose control and will never be able to what to control the light praise god forevermore and in our times they are still after the time of um Saul, there were other emperors that came and they slaughtered christians they tried to control i know the funny thing the more they tried to slaughter christians you see the more the gospel spread the more they put the church underground the persecution, the more they could not understand how it operated. There was one who was a Roman emperor who was burning Christians as torchlights in the streets, in the cities, burning them as torchlights. But they cannot see explain how, with all this persecution, that's when it even spreads more. Somebody made prediction that in some amount of years, both the Christ and the God and the, and the, and the Bible and the Christians were to be extinguished. But um, Amazing enough is that after the many years, they are even more increasing in number. You get what I'm saying? We are not saying that, you know, Christians are all perfect people. But you see, they are carrying the light. We are carrying the light. And you cannot extinguish this light. Yes. You get what I'm saying? This light cannot be controlled. It lacks, let me say what, it is uncontrollable. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And above what darkness, for darkness, it, darkness cannot control it. You get what I'm saying? There's a level you get to as a child of God, as a child of light, as a child of the light of Christ, where you can't even control this light again. It just begins to shine. It just begins to shine. Jeremiah said, I've got the word of God shut up like fire in my bones. I told you once, I, I did a study on Jeremiah, and I was like, wow, 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 this, this kind of life uh, was not easy life to live. He had a serious, let me say, emotional challenge because when the Lord wants him to deliver on an assignment and he says, I'm not going to deliver, God forces him to deliver. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, some of us have been able to experience this, that even when we don't want to shine the light, we just want to be, you know, on our own, yes, the light shines. I remember when I was on campus, I think it was 100 level, 20 level, when I came to campus, I just said, no, I'm just going to be an everyday Christian, you know, just go attend fellowship and every of that, and just living my life on like that. And one day, somebody saw me, I was wearing a baggy jeans trousers and a t-shirt, and he called me Bishop. I was not preaching then. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nothing. I was just living my everyday life. And he called me Bishop. See, you can't control light. When it's born, you can't control it. And then um, one of my um, um, school uh, fellowship that saw me and just said, You are a man of God. I must make you an executive fellowship. You are a man. Please, I'm not preaching. No, I didn't come to preach. I came to read book and pass exam. But see, I couldn't control it. You can't control this light. You can't. You can't control it. I, I, one day I went to the market and as I was in the market, I was trying to buy something, I was doing some shopping, and somebody told me, he was just in there, he told me, you're a man of God, a genuine one at that. And I wanted to start talking, I said, hey, 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 and I left. That happened in Nigeria. I came to this mission field, one day I was walking around, somebody just met me and said, you're a man of God, a genuine one at that. Ah, I said, what's going on? And I, and I left. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You cannot control this life. It's uncontrollable. And then, um, um, the Beck, B-E-C-K, Beck and T translation renders it this way. It says, has not put it out. This means that despite the numerous and heavy attempts of darkness, 
it has not and cannot put out an extinguished light. I get what I'm saying? It cannot extinguish the light. This is so because the light keeps shining and burning on an every ever wild and increasing magnitude, which makes it impossible for the light to put it out. It's going have you seen a wildfire? You carry um uh, what do you call him? Um the, the firefighters come and they are releasing the water. It's like the more they are releasing the water, the more the fire is getting wild. It's using the oxygen in the water to get wild. That is what this light of Christ is. That's what this light of Christ is. The more the darkness tries to put it out, the more it gets wild. The more it gets wild and ever increases. And then the bare translation says, B. Arrow says, did not appropriate it. Is not appropriate. Now, message now it defines um, appropriate as one of the definitions of appropriate is um, for is to to take or use something, especially in a way that is illegal or unfair. I get what I'm saying. So this means that despite various attempts, the darkness has not and cannot and will never be able to successfully use the light in a way that is illegal and unfair. They have been trying. We've seen a lot of things, a lot of fakes. We've seen people want to use light in an illegal and unfair manner. Yeah. They used, we, 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 we see them. We, we, want to, we want to use the scriptures to back up your ill acts. Or, yeah. You know. And some of them have, you know, from Native Doctor Shrine, they've entered, they've put on suits, all using light in an illegal and unfair manner. Mm. But you cannot successfully do that. Do you know why? This is because light always exposes darkness yes. in the end. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5, you see that. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord come, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. Beautiful. Judge nothing before the time. Why? Because the light is coming. And it will bring what? To bear the hidden things of darkness. Today we are seeing a lot of people use light seemingly in an illegal and unfair manner. They use it to extort people. We have we have we, we are in a mission street and we're here. We are seeing things and we're hearing things. Are you get what I'm saying? They use it to, to take advantage of people. But we know we stand there and we don't judge. Why? Because there is an end. The end is that light himself we all we reveal everything. We reveal everything. So what you do, you may do it for just 40 years, you may do it for 20 years, you may do it for 50 years. 50 years cannot be compared to eternity. Mm. When light himself comes, he will reveal it and it ends it in time. And eternity brings out the real thing. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. So I, I just want to buttress the point again that um, actually control, when you look at uh, most of the definitions of control, uh, it's, it's more of for teens or for lower beings than um, human beings. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're talking about um, animals, you know, things that don't have a mind of their own. Yeah. The, the, those are the things that are meant to be um, controlled. And that's why light is majorly into the business of influencing yeah. instead of controlling. Yeah. And as believers, like Pastor said, we should be giving more to, you know, the, the influencing others with the word of god and not controlling people with the word of god yeah yeah because when you start controlling people with the word of god you are walking in darkness and yeah. not in the light yeah praise god yeah. and also while the pastor was speaking he said something very very important that 
um, I had to jot it down. It said that the devil never forgot the promise that God gave to him in Genesis. <laughs> he never forgot that promise. And that's why he kept, you know, he was either attempting on man, uh, the adult male, okay, or uh, young, young, young males. <laughs> just to ensure that that promise, whichever way, because he, he, he was, he, he knew about the, the, virtue of God, he knew about the integrity, the integrity of yeah, God. Yeah. That when he says it, mm, yeah, then it's sure. Yeah. You see, if the devil can can be so sure of the words of God, mm. how much more should the new creature handle the promises of God? Mm, handle mm, the word mm, of God. Mm, mm. Yeah, because yeah, we, yeah. the way so, the way we live our lives sometimes is it, more of... You see, this God we are we are serving, He can change you. Yes, He has said it. We believe Him, or He cannot lie you. Mm-hmm. But you see, our our sternness to His integrity. Yeah, His integrity, His integrity. You know, is is often shaky. Shaking. Yeah. And so, with this understanding, that this light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. We should also, you know, as believers, live in a consciousness that. God has integrity. Yeah. And his integrity is in his word that can never fail, that yeah. can never change. If the devil can be running with something he had <laughs> thousands of years and he's still running he's with, still it, running till with now. it till now. Because why is he running with it till now? He wants to be sure, like you said, he, he keeps coming back to test your knowledge base. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. strong is that knowledge you have received? Yeah. Uh, like in Jesus' parable, he said, um, he liking the, the word received as a sower who keeps you know sowing on different grounds yeah. so he comes to check on what ground have you received that knowledge yeah yeah how yeah. How, how rooted is that no word in you yeah. and so depending on the state he finds you he may seem as if he succeeded yeah whereas the provision God has given unto us is that we'll be victorious in Christ in every situation we should be more than conquerors in every situation praise the Lord so we have to wake up arise like we began last week and do what ensure that our knowledge in, of christ jesus is you know is is, is going deeper yeah our yeah. root in, in in his light is going deeper yeah because if we fold our hands the devil is no coward he keeps coming back to knock our doors yeah. if, if your door is not open he checks through the window yeah if the window is not open he looks for holes yeah looks by all means he comes to try he comes to test yeah may we not be found wanting in the name of jesus amen amen all right god bless you thank you grace to you we continue tomorrow, tomorrow. out there you've not made jesus your lord and personal savior um i would want to invite you to make this decision is the best decision you can make in your life and i encourage you to do it now if you want to make this decision please say this prayer after me dear lord jesus i come to you today i know that i'm a sinner i know that you died for me and on calvary's tree you shed your blood to take away my sins jesus i surrender my life to you today i make you my lord and personal savior because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimri and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimriohahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.